Thought Bubble Audio. Welcome back to Supergirl TV Talk. This is the podcast where we talk to you about the CW's hit show, Supergirl. I'm Frank, and with me, as always, is my man in the metal mask friend, Tim. I'm the man in the metal mask. Mm. I'm the man in the iron mask. Mm -hmm. I'm the man in the iron mask. Mm -hmm. I'm Leonardo DiCaprio, Frank. Mm -hmm. I'm Louis the Fourteenth, the Sun King, who died from gangrene, who had a boil on his butt and went bald, and he had no teeth by the time he died at the age of seventy something. Mm-hmm. I just learned all that information today. That's so weird. That's that you really weird. <laughs> went in that direction. Some of those things I knew before, but like the gangrene, the boil on his butt, the no teeth. I literally learned all that today. That's so weird that you went in that direction. I was watching you That's... and your and your boil butt. I don't think that's weird at all, Frank. No. I mean, not, you're watching me right now. I mean, it's also called a conversation. I guess you I mean, have to watch the person you're conversing with. Yeah, but... I'm not watching you. I'm not like, you know, observing you from my a watchtower. Watchtower. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Hi, how are you? <laughs> I'm good. I'm doing well. <laughs> good. Good. We're off You've... to a, a great start here on Supergirl TV day. Talk. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great, great, uh, great start to a great show. It's like to a great show. Indeed. Hey, listen, um, we got some emails from some listeners at mail like at SupergirlTVTalk.com, and I was thinking that maybe I could read some of that listener mail. I think that my ears would like that very much, Frank. Okay, I didn't ask what your ears thought, but okay, that, that, that's, that's fine. Fine. Okay. It's not awkward at all. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Doesn't need to be. It's only as awkward as you make it. Super awkward, then. Super, super awkward. Well, uh, let's start off with this email from Randy. Uh, Randy says, Supergirl has always been about girl empowerment, and we know Melissa preaches that also. But in this season, the show has gotten darker and more like Arrow than I care to see. I think more fluffy, happy Kara, maybe with more... Eliza or or return win trip time less Sam Witwer all aliens suck plot lines so more Eliza more win less Sam Witwer what do you guys think about Supergirl's continuing darkening of the plot lines etc that's from Randy so he feels like the season's gotten darker and he's definitely not definitely has he doesn't that's... love that okay you think you agree you agree with that I agree that it definitely is darker than previous seasons I think Kara is slightly more serious as a purpose. I wouldn't call her darker herself. I think she just has a slight... I think she's just taking everything more serious as a hero than she has in the past. And that mm -hmm. happens to also be coinciding with her job because she's a reporter now. She's not, you know, a, an assistant or a, even a cub reporter. You know, like this is her job. It's her really, you know, her, her adult person job. So I don't disagree with any of that. However, I think this is my favorite season of the show so far. I've enjoyed every I've enjoyed every episode. Um, I think it's making pretty great relevant statements, which I don't always need from from my television or my books or movies or whatever. But I do enjoy it if it fits and it's not shoehorned. And I don't feel like they've shoehorned this. I think they've actually relatively built to it and did a really nice job at at weaving 
past events, as we saw in the Agent Liberty origin story episode, actually weaving past events for this to be a logical place for the show to be in, as opposed to, say, like Flash season three that was really dark with Savitar and it just felt completely out of place and it didn't belong. And it wasn't true to the character. I think Supergirl can, as we actually saw on a, recently on our Patreon episode, Frank, uh, that Supergirl can bear the weight of uh, a darker t- a darker tone. But I don't leave every episode going, oh, my God, what a depressing, horrible state of the world we're in. Because I still feel that she is hopeful and that those around her are hopeful. So I, I, I agree to disagree, hmm. certainly. But I will always take more Sam Whitworth. Period, and I think, I think I th- he's he's probably the most engaged I've been in a villain ever mm-hmm. on this show. Where like I liked Maxwell Lord, but that's because I like that character. I like Maxwell Lord the character. Uh, I it don't have I didn't have an, a special affinity towards Agent Liberty. Sam Whitworth has made me have an affinity towards that character, not because I agree with him, but because he's interesting. He's an interesting. He's he's making interesting character choices in his acting. And the character itself is more dimensional than, say, you know, I'm here to run Earth again. You know, mm-hmm. I'm I'm done with that. This this intrigues me. You can't just punch this, and I That's right. it does it doesn't go away. And I I prefer villains that you can't just fight and they go away because that ultimately you can watch anywhere, anytime, and it doesn't even have to be superheroes. A think a villain you have to outthink. Is more interesting because sometimes thinking is not always the superhero's best is not the easy. That's not the easiest thing to do. You know, wisdom outweighs brute strength every time. Knowledge always knowledge always wins in the end. I I so we don't we you and I don't always see a hundred percent eye to eye on this show. But mm-hmm. I don't think I disagree with a single word you just said. <laughs> Friendship I, united. I Yay. think I agree with everything you just said. I, I, I don't have much to add, honestly. I think you said it beautifully. I I, I really like what you ju- the last thing you said. I, I think that it's it's more difficult a lot of times uh, for a hero to, to outthink rather than to outpunch. And more to the point, it's more difficult to write those kinds of stories where mm-hmm. you have to outsmart your opponent um because punching won't punching won't do it that's um, right because so, you the writer have to come up with yeah. the, the way that they yeah. beat them that's why people hate writing riddler stories for batman because they have to make the riddles and then solve the riddles you have to make it look unsolvable and then show the solution right you have to do both like it, it's yep. it's a magic trick you have to make it look like this cannot happen and then make it actually happen mm-hmm. in a believable way, an acceptable way of the audience will be like, that was so smart and not like, oh, that was hacky. You know, it's really, really hard to do. So so I, I very much agree that I think it's the best my favorite season that we've had so far. Um, I hear, Randy, that it feels darker at times, but there are also moments. And what's, I think in this episode in particular, on, I went off on Patreon earlier this week about how much I enjoyed this episode because there was a real sense of wonder and sense of adventure um, that is not always there um, on 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 this show, or from really from like super characters uh, in general. So I'm 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 pleased with with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll 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 hold on that until we until we get around to it in uh, in Storytime Village. But thank you, Randy, very much. Um, I think I think we're gonna respectfully uh, agree to disagree. But but 
if if Randy feels that way, others, I'm sure, I'm confident, feel that way too. In fact, I I've heard it uh, from folks on Twitter, so um, so I know that Randy's not alone in that. Um, and but it sounds like it sounds like you've been enjoying it anyway, Randy. You know, maybe there are parts of it that you don't care for, but um, but on the whole, it, it sounds like you you do enjoy it, and I I very much hope you do. Moving on to another email. Uh, this one comes from Ben. And Ben, uh, so Ben has been watching Smallville. And Ben says uh, he came across a funny little tidbit he thought we might like. And he said, take a look at the picture attached. Uh, and I'll put this in the show notes. Uh, but it is, uh, he, he says, you'll see two familiar faces from Supergirl and The Flash. Um, this is from season eight, episode two of Smallville. And we've got Sam Witwer as uh, mm-hmm. the paramedic um, Davis Bloom, right? We see him there in the there in the the hospital in in, in Smallville, uh, yep. and uh, and sitting next to him is uh, somebody who we would know from the Flash because they're oh plastique, yeah, it's um, excess. That's it's, right. Yeah, that's right. I, that's right. Right, and so like I remembered that both of them were in Smallville, but I didn't remember that they were in an episode together. I, for, I had forgotten about that. Uh, I little, did not, I did not I mean, remember that either. There they are sitting side by side in the hospital in the waiting room um, because he he pulled her out of, I think it was a bus explosion. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, yeah, so we've got, he says, in season eight, episode two, Sam Witwer, who plays Agent Liberty, has a guest role as a paramedic, while Jessica Parker Kennedy, who plays Nora West Allen on the latest season of The Flash, has another guest role. So, yeah, very fun little tidbit. Thank you, Ben. I, I, you know, I remembered, I knew both of them were in Smallville, and I remembered well when, you know, when they were announced and when I saw their faces, but, uh, I had forgotten that they were together in, in that episode. So thank you for, for pointing that out, because... This Smallville fan right here, that 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 does my heart good to see the kind of stuff. So, absolutely, thank you much. I will put that screenshot uh, in the show notes for uh, everyone to enjoy and take a look yourselves. But I think that is going to do it for email. We got one more email here that I'm going to save for that was a good bit because uh, somebody actually sent us a good bit they want us to talk about. So we're going to save that. And I, I love that idea, by the way. So if you have a good bit that you want to send us in the future, email us at mail at supergirltvtalk.com or any other thoughts about Supergirl or about this podcast. Mail at supergirltvtalk.com uh, is the best place to get your thoughts read on the show. One last thing I'll read here, and that's from Kyle Krause 89 on Twitter. And he says, new theory. I think Earth 90, uh, which I thought there were only 53 Earths, he says, I, th- uh, I think Earth 90 is where Smallville took place. Or am I completely wrong? And it's the DC canon Earth that we are used to in comics. Um, well, it's not really a spoiler anymore because they showed it at the end of this episode. So I think we can talk about, you know, Elseworlds and that there's going to be multiple Earths involved. And we saw Earth 90 at the end. Do you want to talk about that at the end of the episode, or do you want to talk about it now? We can. We can. But I just think that was an interesting theory. I'm not sure I fully agree with that. And maybe maybe I'll I'll share why I think that at the at the end. We'll leave, leave that as a little teaser for folks who don't want to get spoiled but or don't want to hear our theories. But I think there might be something to that. Um, might be something more to that than, than what Kyle is uh I think there's something more. I agree. I think there's something more. Yeah. And and I will talk about that when we when we get there. Sounds good. Sounds good. Let's move on uh, from emails uh, and from listener feedback for now. Thank you so much to everyone who wrote to us. 
Thanks also to everyone who supports us at patreon.com slash thoughtbubbleaudio. Uh, we've had a few new people join us this weekend and pretty much every week since we uh, kicked off season four of Supergirl TV Talk. Thank you so much to all of you, uh, especially our new patrons, but all of you for, for joining. Uh, we are really, really happy to provide Supergirl TV Talk first reactions uh, just minutes after every episode of Supergirl airs on the East Coast. We're really happy to provide um, our Cut for Time segments where we provide conversations that didn't really fit into any of our podcasts. Uh, we're also provi- happy to provide early access to episodes uh, of Beer with Geeks and Academy Rewind and, and uh, that kind of thing. Um, that is stuff that only our patrons get. And you can support us for as little as a dollar a month. It can be a quarter per episode if you think about it. You know, four episodes a month works out to 25 cents each. Um, so if that's an amount that you wouldn't really miss 25 cents a week, think about going on over to patreon.com slash thoughtbubbleaudio. Uh, if you like this show, if you like our shows, think about making a little contribution and, and helping us to to keep them going. Thank you so much for supporting us or for thinking about supporting us or for telling a friend or whatever it is you do to to keep these podcasts going because we love doing them and we really want you to enjoy hearing them. So patreon.com slash thought bubble audio. Well said, Frank. Well said. We're going to move into some not well said things, Frank, meaning I don't know how I'm going to fumble over these things. Supergirl, Season 4, Episode 8, entitled Bunker Hill. Frank and I, at one point in our lives, didn't live too far from Bunker Hill. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Fun fact. December 3rd, 2018. That's the premiere date, Frank. So good. Directed by one of our favorites, Kevin Smith, Mm -hmm. as as everyone probably knows, mostly well knows. Written by Rob Bright and Eric Carrasco, who I will say is super active, was super active on Twitter last night um, during... Last night, no Sunday night during the watch of during the during the watch of Supergirl posted a lot of fun tidbits. He um, really did, yeah. It, it really worth following him on Twitter because it was he posted a lot of tidbits all throughout the episode. He did, for instance, Lydia, as we know, the wife of the wife of Agent Liberty, likes drinking tea. There's a photo of her drinking tea directly behind her drinking tea. Thought that was hilarious. She loves her tea. Apparently, she, who doesn't love tea, Frank? I don't know, but Lydia Coffee really mate. loves it. I don't know. Coffee uh, mate doesn't love tea. Sure, we'll go with that. Mm-hmm. I love coffee. I love tea. I love the Java Java, and it loves me. <laughs> so, Frank, we're at, we have a that's a good bit, and we have so, and we have Storytime Village. You want to do Storytime Village first? Or do you want to do that? Was a good bit. Let's do like Storytime that. Village first. Let's Storytime Storytime Village. Yeah. Here we go. We're gonna do it. Storytime Village, Frank. I I found the usual, of course, the usual themes of um, you know xenoph- xenophobia. You know the usual, the usual uh, nuts and bolts and nonsense. <laughs> Potentially theme, not a lot. It was kind, it kind of went into the other one, but you know, just like the power of the mind of the conscious mm, consciousness. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know that died in, and then there was this theme of duality, for sure, uh, throughout the throughout the whole show. And those are the really, those are the big ones that I found. I, I'm seeing as the, as each episode progresses, I'm seeing less and less like themes that really stick out to me. And I'm not sure if that's because we're, like, in the throes of the season, so I'm seeing a lot of, like, repeats, I guess. You know, because it's obvious that, like, shows like this, they're going to kind of loop on similar tracks, you know, right? Because the characters are the same. It's not like, you know, like, it's a continuing story, so some themes don't obviously don't get dropped. They're just, you know, they're they're just a through line through the whole thing. But that was my, that's my observation. What do you think about that? I'm gonna guess that 
hear me out on this. The first couple of episodes, we were identifying themes that we thought were the theme of an episode, right? Oh, it's episode three. Here's the themes of this episode. But as we get more distance from it, and as we get further into the season, we're realizing, oh, it wasn't just a theme of episode three. It was a theme of the whole season that started in episode three, right? In a lot of cases. So we're seeing those themes continue. So it seems like there's no new themes, but it's because there's a continuity and a continuation of 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 some of the same themes maybe not all i'm sure some of them were one episode things but you know i I bet there are some like xenophobia for example that are being woven throughout and if we go and take a look back at the end of the season we probably can't really intelligently um talk about it until the end of the season um and and look back and see what were the things that went from the beginning you know all the way to the end that's true. That's like kind of what I'm actually looking at right now. And sometimes there actually are different ones almost every week, pretty much apart from maybe the the xenophobia. But, you know, there hasn't been stuff about, like, say, Manifest Destiny every mm-hmm. week or or class wars or mentor figures. I, or, um, truth versus perceived truth shows up a lot. That kind of idea of duality, I guess. So some flit in and out, and then some are pretty constant. But this week, I feel like we've seen a lot of these themes run through before. Not that that's a bad thing. Sometimes consistency is just what the doctor ordered. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You should go walking every day. Consistency. You consistency. Know, that's right. Today's, today's Supergirl TV talk has been brought to you by Consistency. <laughs> Consistency, good for the soul and good for you. What is Lake Sesame Street brought to you by the letter C for consistency? <laughs> yeah, right. Kids, I know you can't spell consistency, but that's what it is. I think I'm going with that because there's a giant C on your shirt I'm looking at right now. That's and true. I, it's just like subconsciously grained into my brain. All right, so Frank, let's. I'm going to roll off of. I think I'm just going to roll with duality. And then mention some things about xenophobia and power of the mind when they come up. But let's just let's just talk about this idea of duality. First, let's talk about Ben Lockwood and how he's kind of he's losing focus. Where he it's either Agent Liberty or it's Ben Lockwood. Those are kind of his his choice. He's talking to unknown person on yes. the phone. Yes, it, out in the open, like he has a he has a convertible and he's like looking around, like I know, oh, man. Right? Does anybody listen to me? Why don't you put the hood up? <laughs> like like you oh, dingus yeah that's how you're overheard yeah oh. that's how it oh. happens oh my goodness i know what a what a dingus anyway so he wants to put aside agent liberty for the time being things he maybe he feels are going right for him right I now mean, he's got a cable tv show right but it kind of tells you a little bit about his character and his focus right now right because you know, this guy who's like driven and aliens are bad and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, oh, actually, my life's all right right now. So I'm I'm fine not being a terrorist. Yeah. I'm just. Yeah. I'll just be a really annoying TV personality instead. It's interesting because he is a teacher. He's a professor. And sure. so and if he feels if that's really his calling, then getting a TV show where he gets to spread his ideas to the masses and have influence over a lot of people. And from his point of view, sort of teach a lot of people at once. Mm-hmm. That's probably kind of the the end of the line, like the ultimate. I mean, you're a teacher. You could probably speak to this better, but you also are not an egomaniac. Um, and he 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 very well might be so, so far. It's yeah. so as far as I know, yeah. uh, or you're good at hiding it anyway. So so he you know maybe it strokes his ego and it lets him kind of have the bully pulpit and 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 teach and and you know 
spread or maybe it's less of a teaching and more about sort of preaching for him. I don't know. I think preaching is right because I mean, let's I mean, this is not a bash on college professors at all, but I'm about to bash college professors. (laughs) Okay. Um, I think is I think the big the joke is like you know like when you're in high school and your teacher is like is like oh well you know that's I can't tell you my personal beliefs but this right, is right. this is generally what is is said on both sides of the argument learn for yourself and then you get to college and the professor's like let me tell you what I think yeah yeah and yeah. why you should think it too I mean that's not certainly not every teacher and i no, certainly know it's a know sweeping generalization but you're making a point I right get it. but my right but my point is that he is a college professor he's more willing to throw out his personal beliefs and it be okay than a high school than a high school teacher and i think i think you're right that idea about preaching where there's a big difference between giving somebody an alternative view you know but outside of the outside of the the status quo you know, just so just to get your students to think a little bit, to think, you know, you know, I don't know, on the other side, on the other side of the fence, you mm-hmm. know, because, you know, because saying outside the box, Frank, you're not think you're not thinking outside the box because that's a cliched saying. So you've got to say other things. Right. Of mm-hmm. course. You know, that's writing 101, Frank. I just more like writing 543, but that's OK. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. Anyway, so that was my week, folks. Oh my God, hasn't it? And so I think Ben Lockwood's also feeling that it's been a long week, and he's really ready to give up this Adrian Liberty lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And it's gonna—I mean, it certainly comes—it comes back to bite him. Because Uh, yeah, I'd say so. Because you know, because Manchester Black coming into his home and like pulling a Eddie Brock on Spider Man, like that's that's (laughs) all I could all I could think about was classic Spider Man comics cartoon whatever venom learns who knows who spider-man really is and he just goes to aunt may's house and starts having tea with her so when peter comes home he's like hey buddy what Mm -hmm. you doing i'm Mm -hmm. just here talking to your aunt may that's what this was it was like hey i'm just manchester i'm just manchester black is talking to your mom here yeah yeah your uh, wifey here it's australian (laughs) is what he is yeah, Ooh, apparently. Yeah. He, yeah, that actually knife, started out decent and just Thanks. went downhill real fast. I know. It's because I kept saying <laughs> words. <laughs> so anyway. Manchester. Manchester. Anyway, so so Manchester forces Ben Lockwood to merge his identities together because he was struggling with he's struggling with this idea about being he's struggling with this idea about being both. Mm-hmm. Right. Being in an agent of liberty and being Ben Lockwood and and like he he keeps the costume at home. Right. That's that's mistake number one, obviously. Um, keeping the evidence in the house. What are you, a noob? Seriously? Are you a noob supervillain? What is he crazy? So this is your first day of supervillainry. Come on. Right. But I would argue so like if he's keeping the costume at home. That means he's maybe more willing to bring Agent Liberty into his personal life than he would even be readily ready to admit to anybody, mm-hmm. his wife, Manchester Black. Because if he really was truly done with it and tired of it and wanted to put it aside for a while, that costume's not sitting in his basement. That uh-huh. costume's sitting in the Lockwood plant, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. In, a, in a safe. What do you think about that? Yeah, uh, that's true. He he could be a lot smarter about uh, about keeping his identities separate. 
Um, and it's almost like a self-fulfilling thing of like, well, if he really wanted to keep it a secret, he would have. So it's almost like he slightly like he wanted his wife to find out or something like like if because if he really didn't want her to find out, he would have hit it better. Right. Well, I mean, he was hiding it well enough in some ways because I she mean, didn't arguably know. I not guess, because she found out. Well, she went into Well, I mean, but Manchester forced it. You know, he he forced her to find out. Yeah. She, it's not like she was cleaning in the basement or something no, like no. that. Yeah. You know, it, it all it, it happened that way because Manchester makes it happen that way. Yeah, true. And then and then, you know, then he gets arrested at the end, you know, without his mask on and whatever else. So then they he is literally then forced to merge his identities together. Yep. Right. You know, it's it's no longer about these two things separate but equal. Now they're just now they're just together and they're right. equal. And he twists his arrest so well right from the start. It was like everyone's like job well done team high five we got him end of season and it's only and it's barely winter you know right. like usually we wrap things up in May like every it's, year this is crazy that it's we're not just, even mid season yet we're done in December this is great um, we're so efficient now go super team so um, <laughs> but that doesn't happen because he he twists his arrest to be alien brutality right away and. Just because now he's almost a martyr, never mind, you know, never mind just being the voice of the people. Now he's now he's the real face, you know, like I'm just a family man and I was forced to do this and look what they've done to me. And that's how he sees it himself, kind of in his own way. Right. So he's not he doesn't even feel like he's lying. So it feels authentic when people are grasping onto that authenticity. I think it's one of those things where he knows he's embellishing it a little bit. But he feels, and I feel like this happened, I, That's this is all so real. Like, this is all so real. Because I think that there are a lot of people who have a, um, have a following or, or have an audience, mm-hmm. and they know that they can sort of manipulate that audience by maybe not telling untruths or saying things they don't believe, but sort of exaggerating or making it worse than it is or, or you know, telling taller tales because they still believe that like they're the principle behind it is true. And they're like, well, I have to bend the truth on this one. I have to tell a truth, tell a lie to tell the truth in a way. Mm-hmm. It's how they feel, you know, like I'm lying to tell the truth. And this is not what's happening here, but I think it demonstrates what I do believe is true. So I'm going to bend the truth in this instance to prove a point. Right. That makes sense. I mean, that's how I write all my papers, you know? Yeah, but, absolutely. You know, yeah. I'm yeah. just going to bend the truth here a little bit and yeah. just pretend that that character said that thing and call it a day. There you yeah. go. That's, now, um, I, I think no. that's a little bit of what's happening here is he's manipulating the public and, and it's working. You, you To call him a martyr, I think, is, is spot on because that's that's what he is. He's now become a sort of fallen hero that right. who's, he's, you know, it's, oh, in the battle of human versus aliens, this human got oppressed by the aliens. Right. And I and look at I mean, look at the ending with, you know, like him going into the prison and everyone's just like, boo, we're here for his protection. And even mm-hmm. his wife is like down with aliens or whatever she says. And I think you tweeted yesterday, like, we're supposed to feel bad for yeah. him. Yeah, because she she like she's horrified at first when when he is when his identity is revealed. But then she decides to ultimately support him. And it's like it's like they wanted us to feel moved by that. Like, oh, how beautiful. His wife is standing behind him no matter I, what. I'm see, like, for, I disagree. I think they oh, wanted really? us to feel repulsed by that. Oh, OK. All right. I, I, I hope so. I didn't. I, my read was that they wanted us to feel some sort of like sort of 
pull at the heartstrings that like husband and wife are united in this front. And I'm sort of like, if I get radicalized and become a terrorist, I want my wife to talk, knock some sense into me, not like support oh, she me would no matter too. what I do. Yeah, you know, I know sure. her. She would. She would. Yeah. Yep. With a rolling pin. As Okay. That's Bam. okay. Sure. Bam. Right um, upside the head. <laughs> What's well, because sure. it's, it's flat up there, Frank. You know, it it's, is. it's really flat and shiny up, up top. Yeah. There. It's got to smooth you out. You know? Sm- <laughs> Just flatten my head. Yeah. Um, so, no, I, I thought we were supposed to, like, I think, so I, I think you're right that it played, like, sentimental, like, oh, my husband, there he goes to prison. I stand behind him. But I think because you know what he stands for, it's like this twisted mirror of what it should be. Okay. Like, it should okay. be at that moment. So, like, I felt like you feel repulsed by but but at the same time she's standing by her husband it ain't that sweet you know but but i think the idea is that like he's so good at twisting people oh he's, sure he, you know i think that's the point like he's twisted he's like twisted their marriage you know to you know to, like you know he's like you should you know not that he says it but like you should support me in all my things because mm-hmm. we took some vows a couple of years ago you remember them you know they start with i and end in do so <laughs> and i think that um I think that's why. So, I think it adds to his. I don't know. His danger, his danger field. You know, mm. puts on a little danger, Rodney Dangerfield. You know, I, I. It's you know he, he like sucks everyone into this cesspool of belief. Yep. Even some. I mean, we don't know a lot about his wife, but we don't know a lot about Lydia. But I, you know, I don't know. I don't know because he says I was going to stop. He tells her di- directly, "I was going to stop," right? Because that's what we see him do at the beginning of the episode. I was going, to, I was going to end this. And so when she sees him then captured in brutality, and Manchester's got a gun pointed at her, and like this guy who's like, "Yeah, aliens is about to kill her." Yeah, I'd be on my hus- like I'd be on his side too, mm-hmm. because from her perspective. She was just she was almost killed by a guy who supports aliens. Then her husband gets taken away, being captured. He was captured by aliens and then taken away from her. All of her perspective, like he is that martyr. And so um, so I can understand her twist. And I think that's what makes it scary is that it's so believable. Yeah, uh, I'll I'll buy that. I'll definitely buy that. Yeah, I'll, I'll agree with you on that. I'm just talking out of my butt, Frank. You can disagree with any anything. I know, I do. At any I time. do agree with that. I do agree with that. I think that you're right that he is, that shows how good he is at sort of twisting and and she's yeah. I'm 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 good with that. Mm-hmm. Liberty. She shouted Liberty. Whew. That was gonna bother me. Oh, there you go. Why didn't I think of that right before? He is after all, he's not like Agent Linguisa or something like I've, that. <laughs> Agent Linguisa. Now I'm hungry. Um <laughs> hmm. what would Agent Linguisa look like? Would he just wear a sausage mask? gross that's gross this is like uncooked sausage mask i mean i didn't mean like made of sausage i mean it looked like sausage oh i think that's still gross no nah, i agree disagree okay okay i'll sit in the corner <laughs> of my linguisa and go on with just the to please don't put it don't put it on your face <laughs> I, I, we'll, 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 we'll negotiate okay okay agent linguisa Agent Linguisa. Anyway, that's why. Did you have I... Linguisa for dinner tonight? How did you even uh, come to that? It starts with an L. I don't know. I don't, okay. I don't know. I don't know where my brain is at tonight, Frank. I, I love it. Whatever it is, I love it's it. It's like straight on for some things, and then there are things like Agent Linguisa. 
you know, agent. It's because I write for Agent Liberty in my notes. I write A L, so I just saw the mm. L and went went for it. Inguisa right. is just the natural extension of the L, you know. Obviously, you so. obviously. Let's talk about let's talk about Neonal, shall we? Yeah, let's do it. So Neonal just comes right out and says that she's an alien, right? Mm. You know, there's no like preamble. She's like, "Oh, I'm from Naltor," and uh, she can dream the future, which we've already kind of talked about. Genetic one Rio one Rio Mancy one Rio Mancy. I wrote it down. Easy for you to say. Isn't it, though? Isn't it? Uh, You know, O-N-E-I-R-O-M-A-N-C-Y. One I-Romancy. One I-Romancy. I guess that would be it. One I-R-O-Mancy. Sure. She says it in the show. I just can't remember. So anyway. But she can't get... Uh, What is it? What? O-Nero-Mancy? I don't know. One Nero-Mancy. On Nero-Mancy. I'm done now. She can't control. She can't control it, right? It's all yeah. confusing to her. It's befuddling. It's bewildering. It's bewitching, bothering, and bewildering. Excellent, excellent. So, Brainy, you know, Brainy is kind of called in to be like, "Hey, I can help," because Brainy is the worst. And he's like, "Oh, yes, of course, I know about her from the 31st century." And and Alex and Car are like, "Um, I'm sorry. Share that information with us, please." And he's like, "Oh, I'm sorry. I can't do that." You got turd muffin. Yeah. Turd muffin extraordinaire. Mm-hmm. Oh, he gets better every episode, I think. I just like Brainy a little bit more every every episode. Yeah, I am getting a little tired of the shtick, though, of the like, oh, he doesn't understand humans. Like, I, I that gets a little old for me at a certain point, And I'm like, yeah, but you should start to catch on. Like, you are a 12th-level intelligence. At a certain point, you should be able to be like, oh, here's how I fit in with the humans. See, I, I agree with you, but I think he is. I, 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 he is. He's a little bit more like them every time. I thought he was played for a little bit more maybe slapstick this yeah. episode, but I think that's just – that's not understanding humans. That's just brainy. I you guess know. it you I mean he definitely was played for slapstick. I mean he did the thing like where he was leaning on the counter and he's like, hey girl, and he just falls slides right. down. Like that but, was funny. But think like I think Brainy last season, even in the few episodes, he would never have said, Hey girl. That's true. He was much more stoic and serious and kind of boring. So he yeah, you're right. He's he's grown, he's gotten better. But I still feel like he's not catching on as fast as I think he should. I so he is, but he is changing, but just not as fast as I'd like him to. Mm, interesting. So here's my here's my question. So Brainy, in the effort to help her, he says like so. He's like basically you're dreaming what could be, not necessarily what is to come. Yes. Right. That's kind of the you know like it most likely is, but you can like shift it to how it is or is not going to be exactly. And he calls her Nura, right? Mm-hmm. Because he knows about it from the thirty first century. Do you want to speak to that for a second, Frank? Do you remember who Nura Nall is? I do. I kind of feel like that might be a Professor Comics Corner thing, though. I think we've already talked about Neuronal. All right, fair. In Professor Comics Corner. I, I was excited because we got the um, we got the reference to Naltor as well as Neuronal. But yeah, Neuronal is Dream Girl in the Legion of Superheroes in the 30th and 31st centuries, and she is a descendant of Nia. Um, and we weren't sure whether they would have them be, you know, have Nia be her ancestor or if they were just going to be like, you know, reboot one of the other, but it seems like they are going to be, I mean, 
Nora Nall exists apparently because Brainy said the name. So that was really cool. Mm-hmm. That was really fun. I, I that was a fun little Easter egg for people in the know. I have a I have a working theory here, Frank. I don't think Neuronal exists. I think Nia is Neuronal. Uh, okay, that's also a possibility, yes. I yes. think that maybe she goes to the 31st century, becomes Neuronal, something like that. But I don't I don't think they have to wait a thousand years for the, the house of Nal to like pump sure. out a, a Neuro. That's my... Okay, I'm not... Cool. I, I don't have anything to back that up right now, but she did say that it's like in her family, right? This, you know, this... Um, Dreaming the future is part of her. It like skips a few generations, but it's in the women in her family. Is that right? Did I say that? Is that right? Mm, I don't remember the specifics of that, but I will trust you on that because you are a trustworthy fellow. Oh, it's nice of you to say. Thank you Mm -hmm. so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. So, I mean, so the whole episode is basically just Nia learning to like grasp her powers a little bit more because she was, I like, uh, because she was kind of wandering in the dark before, but brainy is because he, because he knows of Nura Nia from the future. He knows how her powers work and these are the things you can and cannot do and blah, blah, blah. And so she uses, you know, she uses a little bit more. I expected a little bit more from Nia this episode, if I am to be honest. Hmm, okay. I, not at her stuff, like the stuff was good, but I felt like it kind of wasn't the focus the way that I thought it was going to be. It was like almost like the plot device to get us to. It was like the plot device. It was the plot device to get us to the, to the end point. Mm-hmm. So it all works out like they were on a collision course, but I thought the like the Bunker Hill, Ben Lockwood, Agent Liberty, Manchester Black stuff was probably the more important part of the episode. Mm, that's okay. that's the, how it felt displayed to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Would, yeah. Would... I can agree with that. I can agree that that seemed like that was going to be the more important storyline. So did you feel that way about the Nia storyline because uh, it was teased in the trailer last week and so you thought there would be more of that this week than, than we got? Yeah, I guess I just it felt very straightforward. It was very much like I'm an alien. They were like, "Okay, cool. Here's Brainy. He's going to help you how to use your powers." And she was like, "Okay." And then he taught him how to use their powers. At the end. Like it was so. I guess points A to B. You know, there wasn't any surprise. There wasn't a surprise. There wasn't mm. a. Any, it just didn't feel like there wasn't anything. I liked what I saw, and I I I liked this. You know, this training mentor mentee kind of kind of thing that we. We've seen some previous episodes, but ultimately it, it just didn't. I don't know. It, I don't think it landed. Mm-hmm. For, it okay. didn't land for me. I feel like the, I mean they were just laying out the breadcrumbs with this one, right? They sort of gave us. They gave us. I mean, in a way, Nia came out for a second time this season. Right. You know, she she admitted uh, her identity uh, to to someone in confidence again, and. In a climate where that might be, you know, that that might be um, where she might face some adversity Mm. Uh, because aliens are not not particularly popular in in this climate. But she did it anyway. Um, And, I, you know, it's it's the second time that she has said, hey, this is who I am to to someone who she trusts. So. So she's a transgender alien. 
then, right? Uh, yeah, I guess so. I guess so. That's a that's a big couple of steps. That's you know that's that's something. Yeah. To, I guess that's maybe maybe that's what it was. I feel like there's I, maybe I wasn't I was expecting something like that to be addressed in this episode, and it when it wasn't. It was her power set that mm. was addressed, which is mm. important. But maybe I was just kind of looking for more of that. I guess identity I'm used stuff. To, I guess I'm used to Supergirl talking about identity, or especially in an episode about duality. Yeah. You know, to have like that third level added in this episode, I think would have been, you know, maybe what this episode was missing. But I also, you only have so much time. Yeah. True. True. Um, because, I I hope they'll explore that some more. You know, I kind of thought that we might be getting at with with um, Nia being trans and the whole story of the season being about you know aliens and and that being sort of a thinly veiled allegory for for immigration i kind of thought that maybe they were going to go a little bit like the x-men route or something where where you know like the being a mutant was you know a sort of a thinly veiled um allegory for lgbt Mm -hmm. uh, issues in the in the 80s um 60s well okay sure yes starting in the 60s for sure um i'm i was thinking more of like the claremont 70s yeah 70s 80s sorry i had 90s yeah Yeah. um but uh yeah so so i i thought maybe they would go and and use there was an opportunity at least to do that but but clearly instead they've gone this route and i agree with you that it would have been a natural flow for her to talk about you know the difficulty of being sort of in a in a marginalized group in in more than one way but i guess we have the rest of the season for that still and there's there's no reason to think that won't happen that is correct yeah i mean we're only on episode we're only on episode 8 here yeah. you know we have we're not even a double we're not even in the double digits of we're not even in the double digits of looking yeah. for stuff so that's hey, true Hey, 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 hey. You know, There's time. There's time, baby. There's always time. Speaking of time after time, John Jones trying to get into Martian Manhunter's brain. You know, our our last duality is, the, you know, the is, you know, Manchester Black, you know, this uh violence nonviolence thing that Jean is still trying to push in, you know, he's trying to push in because Mar- because Manchester and Jean are like these mirror images of each other now, right? Because, you mm. know, Jean has taken the nonviolent route and manchester has taken the violence route and so they're trying to they're trying to reconcile themselves together in what almost in some ways feels like this you know this like you know magneto professor x you know martin luther king malcolm x kind of you know like that uh you know non-violence violence that kind of push and pull that mm-hmm. we see that we see quite frequently crop up amongst um, you know that we see quite frequently crop up on these these types of stories, right? Right. So, what did you think of what of Jean really going? I see. The thing about a Kevin Smith episode, which I always enjoy, he is not afraid to have them use their powers. Yeah, yeah, and 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 it's always hard to know, you know, what 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 moments are from the script and what moments are like the director's choice on set. Um, mm-hmm. but but yeah, there he they did use their powers in in a really cool way. Um. I'll, I'll say I, mean, I was going to say something, but I'll save it for that was a good bit. Uh, but but yeah, there there is a lot. Um, 
what what do I think about this? I I like your comparison of them, like MLK and and Malcolm X, because um, I th- I hadn't really thought about it exactly that way, but you put your finger on something that I was sort of hovering around. Yeah, that th- that debate is always you know how do we how do we fight the good fight? And there's always the person who who wants to sort of be noble and and rise above and not fall to the level of the bad guys. And then there's the other the other side that says, well, sometimes you need to um fall to to that level mm-hmm. um if you want to have any if you want to have any impact so it's um it's an interesting um dynamic the two of them have uh i you know i want to say that i think jean will win out ultimately but knowing who manchester black is at his core I'm not so sure that will happen. I agree. And based on the based on this season, I mean, even the, the episode Bunker Hill, you know, the, the British fighting a battle that ultimately wasn't worth it for them. Right. Tremendously worth it for Americans, but but not worth it for the not worth it for the British. You know, that's the Ben Lockwood says that's the you know, that's the battle that Manchester's fighting against Ben Lockwood or mm-hmm. Agent Liberty. Is that the battle that John Jones is fighting against Manchester Black? Mm, I see what you mean. Because is it those a titles, hopeless uphill battle. Is it right? Because that's literally Bunker Hill. You know, on, yeah. the, on the hill over from Bunker Hill. It was fought on <laughs> right, a different hill. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And in case you guys didn't know, the Battle of Bunker Hill was not fought on Bunker Hill. Because we love to make things difficult here in Boston. They got confused when they were talking about where the battle happened, and it turns out the one actually called Bunker Hill is like the next hill over. The one where the battle happened was not Bunker Hill, but it's still called the Battle of Bunker Hill. So, exactly, there's a, there's a college there now. Fun yeah, story. Bunker Hill College, mm-hmm. aptly named. Mm-hmm. Anyway, here we go. So, who knows? But I, it, it could be an uphill battle that's not worth it for one or both. The titles generally don't only refer to one character they refer to multiple characters and their stories in the episode so i don't know we'll find out we'll see i suppose so i like this idea of the lockwoods going so far back the sense of history and importance that they have mm. at the same time that only that gives weight to ben lockwood yeah you know like this yeah. you know not only a history professor but his family is important in humanity's history you know mm. it's so blah 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 Last bit of this duality theme, you know, the president shows up at the DEO and he's like, Supergirl, you suck. Tell us who you are or you can't work here anymore. And she's like, I can't do that, Mr. President, because you're probably a D-bag. You're probably, hey, you're probably a bad guy. Mm. And he's like, grumble, 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 grumble. I was Tron. (laughs) Got him. Um, President demands her identity. She declines. She can't work for the government anymore. To which I think that's, that's the good thing that's going to work to her advantage, based on the president right now. Yeah, because you know, he's uh, because president whatever his name in this show is not great. Baker, Baker, President Thank Baker. Uh, I call him President Tron. Uh, president Tron is uh, not the greatest guy. I really, it really rubbed me the wrong way when he was talking about his poll numbers and how do we fix this for, for my poll numbers. That bugged Alex too, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, clearly. Yeah. Um, clearly yeah that was that was really like a a tipping of the hand of like this is not a this is in case there was any doubt if there was any doubt left you're not supposed to like president tron 
because he is he's a d-bag he only cares about his own popularity uh he only wants to do whatever will get him reelected, and he uh just sucks in general and is on the wrong side of the issue mm-hmm. so that's what i think about president tron you tell him yeah 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 so anyway i that's all i have for storytime village frank all right fair enough um, shall we move on to that was a good bit? Because I have a lot of good bits. That was a good bit. North by Northwest on the television. Great yes. bit. Nia Alfred has Hitchcock. great taste in movies. She has excellent taste in film. Even in her dreams. How do you think North by Northwest connected to this episode? You know, I was, uh, I don't know. Do you know? No, I don't. I, I was... I actually, it was, that was literally the first thing you see in the episode. Mm -hmm. So I was like, oh, North by Northwest. I wonder how this is going to connect. And then I got wrapped up in the rest of the episode. Same. I I did the same thing. And then I, I, yeah, and then I completely forgot. So, but it's like, but see, here's the, North by Northwest is about duality, right? So, you know, it's a, you know, he's a, what's his name? Cary Grant is, you know, pursued by a spy, obviously a person who is, you know, you know, obviously a person with duality because he himself, Cary Grant, is mistaken for a government agent. Mm -hmm. So Kara is arguably, maybe she feels that maybe she's mistaken for a government agent because, you know, she's been working for the DEO, but she should be a free agent. Maybe um, Lydia mistakes Manchester Black for being a friend of Ben Lockwood. Maybe she... Maybe Lydia, you know, mistakes Ben Lockwood for being a good person. Um, you know. Yeah, I, I guess just the simple, um, the simple sort of mistaken identity thing or, or dual identity thing fits right in with the duality theme. Like even just on a very simple surface level, right there. Yeah, you've she got double identity. Could have been watching something like Psycho for the same, you know, for the True. same thing. True. That yeah. would have been actually in some ways more apt. Uh, in some ways. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. I, I I saw I wonder if that was a Kevin Smith call or if that was a uh if that was written in the script. Let's tweet know. at both Eric Carrasco and Kevin Smith and see if any of them respond back. That'd be amazing. Yeah, find out next week on Supergirl TV Talk. <laughs> anyway, um I loved Nia dropping the coffee in the elevator and Kara catching it, but not because I'm used to not because I'm necessarily used to be like, oh, her super speed. She caught it. Ha ha ha. So funny. It's because mm. it was done off camera. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was a, it was a zero effect effect yeah, of her superpowers. Right. It was it was classic independent filmmaker. How can we do this without spending money? Oh, yeah. It was like the way they it was that thought. It reminded me of. Uh, it because remi- I mean all it is is like she drops the cups but somebody hands the cups to Kara off camera so she mm-hmm. picks them up mm-hmm. and it's one fluid shot it's so great so it's a it's a it's arguably relatively simple trick maybe she picks them up off a table that's like you know right off of the you know that's right off sure. of uh, off camera it reminded me of the first Sam Raimi Spider-Man movie where Peter catches all the food and Mary Jane at the same time because with the that's, tray, with the tray, because that's a real a real prop that they just put sticky stuff at the bottom of all the food and he just and he really caught it like fifty seven takes later or whatever yeah 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 but it's a but it it's a five dollar 
special effect as opposed to spending a couple hundred dollars just for him to catch some food that wouldn't look good anymore. Right. It, yeah, it was great. It, it reminded me almost of like, wow, I'm watching Supergirl on TV, you know, in that in a good way that like yeah. I, I don't know. Sometimes I just love the zero dollar. I love the zero dollar special effect choice. It, it the the. the... Yeah, the genius behind it is, is is almost better than than the spectacle of seeing the actual right effect because right? you're like, thinking because you're thinking outside the ocean and on the beach. You know, you're in a completely different place. You know, <laughs> you're just really convinced that you just won't say outside the box. I won't. Really. I will. I will find. I will find him. There it is. I knew that Michael Shannon was going to come out at some point. Yep. There it was. Um, Michael Shane came out. No, just kidding. That was what? a bad joke. No, no. Ron. Nope. Nope. Um, I love. Came out of the, the ocean. I loved the. I'm not listening to you anymore. I loved the the <laughs> catching the cups because I love when um, the supers use their powers in like a mundane way. Mm. Um, I loved that. I loved seeing uh, Kara lift the couch. Yes. You know, there's like a yes. very simple mundane stuff like but i I just i love when they do those things like just at home around the house or whatever like i, I i'm a big fan of that it's true like so, like i think is it is it the incredibles where mr incredible like lifts the couch while he's vacuuming or something like that yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. totally yep that's yep. it because that's how everyone really would use their powers for right? sure especially when you know you're not being watched and you're just at home like for sure or like whenever clark like make makes toast you know, but with his heat vision or whatever, like or I, I love, I, I eat or shaves in the mirror. I, I eat that stuff up. I love it so much. Even the pilot episode of Lois and Clark, when Clark is just thinking to himself and is in the, he in walks the, his, on the walls and he walks on the walls. He just walks yeah. around. It's, it's great. That's ab- on the phone. He's just like, he's just pacing while he's on the phone and he's walking on the walls, walking on the ceiling. Like, yeah, I love that. Mm-hmm. stuff. I would be, I would be walking on the ceiling right now. If I had that, if I had that ability, Although I'd be away upside from the microwave. Upside down, bouncing off the ceiling, mm. inside out, change it to this feeling. Brainy watching movies was a good bit. He's going through, quote unquote, the classics. Would you like to discuss Ed Wood or Spartacus? I know. Ed- yeah. And then the Spartacus reference. We got the Spartacus reference for where they're, I'm Agent Liberty. I'm Agent Liberty. Also, I'm Agent Liberty. Exactly. Also about duality. Frank. Ah, very good. Very, yeah. very good. Yes, very, very much so. Very good. Also, Ed Wood, also about low-budget special effects, <laughs> which was great. <laughs> Ed Wood is great. If I, if anybody wants a good time, watch an Ed Wood movie, but also watch the film Ed Wood if you don't want to watch an actual Ed Wood movie because both are excellent. They're all great for very different reasons. But mm-hmm. I like that. He's like, Brady, would you, Brady's like, would you like to discuss Ed Wood or Spartacus? And Carr is just like, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I would love to do that. I would love to discuss Ed Wood. Why I are we here? Let's just lead the DEO. Why are we yeah. here? Yeah. Um, I love Brainy trying to be smooth. We've already talked about that just across the board. Because yeah. He, yeah. I think I think Brainy and Neuronal in the future are lovers. Or mm, he that's at least why he was had, all like hey girl. Yeah. I think he's got I or he at least had a big crush on okay. Neuronal. Sure. Maybe not lovers. Let's say big crush. But okay. he's brainy, okay. so he has no idea what to do. So I think that's why he's all weird around her and stuff. Mm-hmm. Not just because he knows something about her from the future, but I think he's involved or, he's, or wants to be involved. He's into her. Yeah, exactly. As much as brainy can be into anything that's very frungian, frungian. Yeah, frungian? Frungian. 
Freudian uh, Jungian that is their combination oh, 31st century Freudian mm-hmm. sure mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. yeah yep okay sure we'll go with that um I also loved uh let's see oh um I really loved uh the part where well I mean anytime we get to talk about nth metal I'm always excited and I think we already did comics, Professor Comics Corner on Nth Metal. Yes, indeed we did. Yeah. Yes. Strongest Metal, Substance, Thanagar, The Hawks, mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. Go for it. Check out but the But specifically with that Nth Metal, I loved Kara being in that Nth Metal trap and then, f- and then the way that she got out of it. So cool. Oh my God, that was so cool. Like that was one of the coolest moments in the whole series. Mm-hmm. I loved it so much. That was like iconic iconic supergirl like getting out of out of a jam like i got so excited it was things like that those are the kinds of when i said before i love that this season while there was elements that are darker it's got the adventure going for it and there are things that i really really love that's one of those things like that is one of the fun like a super super family show should have that superman supergirl should have Moments like that where they, uh, against all odds, are are just using their powers and are strong enough uh, or fast enough or whatever to get out of it. I love that so much. Made me mm-hmm. so happy. Speaking of fast enough, I love Supergirl speeding away and her phone and glasses continuing to spin in oh, midair. that's right. I forgot about that. That was a good bit. Yeah. That was so good. I loved it. It was almost like a cartoon. It was great. Yeah. But yeah. There was, so, like, there is so, there is still levity in this there season is. i yeah. think like stuff like that just really pulls out speaking of actually levity which made me just laugh my butt off quote reporting um reporting if you get kidnapped you're on the right track quote lois lane <laughs> yes reporting yes, 101 yes, that's what it is yes. reporting 101 if you get kidnapped you're on the right track great quote from lois lane who wasn't even in this episode coming up soon but pretty um, soon oh she was so that was so good speaking of a good quote i loved uh, brainy saying have you been introduced to the magic of lanyards i know <laughs> he loves la- loves a good lanyard who doesn't guy. who doesn't love a good you can fling them you can stick them in your pocket you make sure mm-hmm. that you never lose them you can wear it as a necklace you know mm-hmm. you use it as a weapon fling those keys hit somebody oh yeah yeah, lanyards are lanyards. They have lots of uses. Good stuff. They're real good stuff. Anyway, what else you got? What else do I got? Um, I loved seeing. Uh, well, uh, there was. A, I love the thing from the Elseworlds tag. Uh, sure, I want to talk. I want to. I want to talk about that in its own little yeah, section. Yeah. We'll save that we'll because save it's that. at the end of. It's at the end of every episode uh, yeah. superhero episode this week mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. it's it's not distinctly supergirls so i want to talk sure. about it fair, fair. Separate, we'll talk about it at the end separate bit yeah it, it, it yeah 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 um i loved when Kara when when supergirl said a ms Nall, is it you know and was all like the way the way superman would be with like lois or any of them like just sort of like oh hello miss lane like i loved that <laughs> that made me really happy too. There were a lot of good like Supergirl moments in this. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. specifically good Supergirl moments, not just superhero moments. Supergirl 
moments that really made me very very happy you know that's that's an excellent distinction because like you can have any real good superhero moment in any show regardless of what hero it is because you know like saving the day blah 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 but to be specific to a character to be true to that character's core and how they would react in a situation and what they would say and and how they would stand or sit or move or or how they how they use their powers in a very distinct way anybody can shoot you know like heat vision and, and melt a thing but what way is she going to think about it and how is she going to react that's a, it's an yeah. excellent point I, yeah. I like that a lot that made me really happy and also her saying i'm not struggling i'm flying mm. yes great like line that. also great line speaking of that i loved i loved the like in the in the dust or in the fog, Brainy and Kara fighting style. Like, yep. I loved Brainy. I think, oh, you have an email, Frank. I do. I was going to save that for last. Okay, but it's it's also, I know what it is ahead of time, and I was going to say it's also one of my good bits. And Okay. So I, one last but good bit, Hook, Spielberg, 1991. Ah! Because you know I love Hook. I know you do. You know I love that movie, because it's so good. Also, that was improv by Jesse Rath. That was not in the oh, script. Oh, that's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good stuff. Fantastic. Real good stuff. All right, Fantastic. so what's that email, Frank? This email comes from our friend Brent, at uh, BrentTech Prime on Twitter, fellow podcaster over the Suicide Squadcast Network on Fans Without Borders and the DC TV uh, Squadcast. He sent us this note where uh, he it was his favorite bit. So again, if you have good bits you want to send us, do it. Do like Brent did and Email them to us. Send Mail us SupergirlTVTalk.com. So his good bit was Brainy and the Legion Flight Ring. That was amazing. Or his words. And I agree, Brent. Absolutely. That was amazing. That was a good bit. Oh, it was it was so good. It was great. Just whoop, whoop, boom, smash. Oh, so good. Loved it. Loved it. You know what I, I don't know what else I love, Frank? We're finally mm-hmm. going to talk about it. We're going to talk about the ending of this episode. Yes. Earth 90. Let's set the scene right away. Earth 90, devastation, heroes dead everywhere. Not just out mm. and injured. They're definitely dead. Nobody's oh, yeah. breathing. Nobody's mm. moving. And there's the monitor. We'll learn about him next week. Going to save it, Professor Professor Comics Corner, maybe for next week. Or maybe Sweet. this week. Now I'll do it next week. Um, I think I already did one, actually. For the monitor. No, I didn't. I think we just I talked about him in spoilers. About the monitor in spoilers, yes. Okay. So anybody who listens to the spoilers section will know about the monitor, or if you've read Crisis on Infinite Earths, you'll know the monitor from that, too. Right. Well, but, but, but real basic version, monitor, the monitors are a race that kind of watch over the universe. Sometimes they're not so great. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I will leave it at that for now. Sounds good. Yeah, if, I think if we go any further, we might we might start verging on spoilers. I do have a theory that okay. I would like to uh, unleash on you before. Uh, do you have other thoughts you want to? Yeah, I think so you before, before you do theories, I just want to go through the list okay. of heroes that we saw because that way okay. it might okay, okay. it might lend well, into your theory. Oh, well, perhaps. this is this is not this is not an Earth. This is not an Elseworlds theory. This is a this has to do with the rest of the body of the episode. Oh, okay. So and, you, and really so, of the season. Save that for ooh, ooh, rest of the season. Spoilery material in there, Frank? Nope, no spoilers. Purely my theory. 
Okay. Speculation so only. Do you want to do do you want to do that before I do Earth 90 or no? Kind of. Oh, okay. Uh, okay, go before, for it. Before we break and go to Earth 90 cuz oh, I think okay. once we get to Earth 90 we're in Earth 90. Okay. Um we saw Lockwood on the phone with someone, right? And he was like, "I really want to put Lex the Agent Liberty thing." So well, so that was my first thought. Okay. But then I saw President Tron acting uh, really yeah. like this was really benefiting him that when you when you I, I always think about who benefits, right? You you follow the money. Oh, and yeah. so President Marsden was outed and and uh resigned. Mm-hmm. Uh and then he gets to be president and then uh, as Ben Lockwood is arrested, he demands you know well you know you found out who i am it's only fair that we find out who these aliens are who's supergirl um and it's at that moment that president tron says you know he made a good point and now everyone is demanding to know everyone is demanding to know how convenient you know who who are you and if you won't tell us you have to leave and he's taking a a, a pretty anti-alien stance uh he shut down uh 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 sh- sh- shutter island shelter island sh- shelly uh, island shelly island yeah that's what shelter I said. island is the great movie with leonardo dicaprio i can't stand that the, movie it's not that good the rec- um, <gasps> shut up so predictable the ending was so predictable are you kidding me <gasps> but how did you know he was king louis twin how did you know frank <laughs> Holmes up, King Itchy. Um, I I knew I, because there was literally a Smallville episode with that plot, and I I called it from. I was like, oh, this is like the Smallville episode, like twenty minutes in, and then at the end of the movie, that's exactly what it was, and I was kind of disappointed. Sorry, not that crazy about it. Didn't didn't I? I ruined it for myself. Anyway, um, Shelly, he shut down Shelly Island. He did all these anti alien things, so I can't help but wonder if Agent Liberty is not his puppet. Uh, I am a hundred percent behind that. I, I agree. I That's retract. What I, think. I retract my Lex Luthor. I I always felt that it was all shady. The pre, like the presidential. You did. You stuff. called it right away. You called yeah. it right away. And I sort of had shady feelings, but wasn't positive. Now I'm starting to feel like maybe he's behind this whole thing, and maybe Agent Liberty doesn't even know that it's the president he's working for. Maybe it's just like the mysterious man on the phone. You that, know, that could very well be. That could very now, well be. It Ooh, does seem very like King Claudius of him. The, the only thing, the only thing is we did see that, you know, Mercy and Otis were involved with with Lockwood early on. Right. So so your Lex theory, there is definitely credibility to that because of the Mercy and Otis angle. Maybe Lex is the wild card. Maybe we think that he's involved right now, but he's not actually involved at all. And he's about to show up, be like, excuse me, if anybody's going to take out the super family it's gonna be me mm. let's mm. get the ball rolling or maybe because ben lockwood has been outed as agent liberty which was maybe not part which obviously not part of the plan maybe lex luther is the thing that's needed i don't know there's a few there's a few ways to look and go in this in this area yeah. Because whenever whenever Lex Luthor shows up, you know he's going to take the anti-alien, anti-superhero stance, like, by default. He, he already, I mean, in many ways, all this Lockwood, Agent Liberty, you know, humans first stuff is right out of the Lex Luthor playbook. He's Absolutely. always, 
always been like, how can we trust these aliens? How can we trust Superman? How can we, you know, it should be, I'm, I'm, I'm a human and I've, I've reached these same levels of okay. excellence. Okay. Shouldn't I be okay. 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 So if Lex is in prison for basically being anti-alien, right? Cause it's all against, it was all against Superman, you know, the alien, blah, blah, blah. Is oh. the president going to pardon him? Pardon him. Oh, that is such a good that is such a good theory. Yeah, man. I think that's that that's how he gets out. Because otherwise why uh, would you why in God's name would you let Lex Luthor out of prison, especially if you've actually caught him and he's not going anywhere? I the president pardons him because guess what? We need somebody working anti alien. We need a genius working anti alien. Oh my god, what if he brings him on as like the secretary of the anti alien task force or whatever? That's right. Uh and and that would also explain if something like that were to happen, um and even if it doesn't, just the fact that public opinion has turned against aliens, now um or there's a growing number of anti alien sympathizers, that would make it easier for Lex to like come back into business, come back into public life. It would make and, and not be and not be a pariah. That's right. But it would even also make it easier for him to do a hostile takeover of Elcor, who is distinctly pro alien sure. in their technology. Sure. So if so if the so if they're say like losing if if Elcor is losing you know um shares or and like if they're plummeting because the 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 people are turning anti-alien and they continue to hold a pro-alien stance then lex coming back and being like hey elcor you're gonna be lexcor again and guess what we're in there we're anti-alien then maybe say like the board of trustees is like absolutely yeah we are uh. see you later lena luther come on lex come on back like i don't know because that means business right that's really interesting huh yeah huh because that sets up there that would that would set up their battle totally totally and he could take some of the stuff lena's been working on and turn it into you know weaponize it like weaponize mm -hmm. the the instead of using the technology to cure cancer use it purely to give people powers so they can fight aliens or whatever right man that could be I, I, so that was purely speculation. Everything right. we're just oh riffing. My, oh my god, that's right. Lex taking over the Everyman project or something like that. Yes. So maybe right. So it's not even it's so yes. maybe so it's not even like Lena like doing a thing and like pushing the button and killing everybody or whatever. It's like back in it would be like back in or for the first time in Lex's hands. Yeah. And like he doesn't like that. Oh no, there's something going on here that I really like. And if even one percent of this pans out, I'll be happy. Man, I wish wouldn't it be just like great to be in the writer's room, Frank? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I would I would pay good money. Don't tell yeah, don't don't tell me to go write the script afterwards, although I would if you told me to. But I but man, just to like sit in a sit in a room and just hash this stuff out is just the best. I wish that we would do this for people. Oh wait. It's kind of what we do. Yeah, but it doesn't go anywhere. They've already read no, what, really. what we've talked about. It goes into their ears. And that's, that's right. That's really what counts. And out of um, their mouths and to their friends to talk about Supergirl TV talk. Tell your friends. That's right. That's right. Anyway, so that though that was my theory, President Tron. I think that might be what's what's going on there. But let's talk about some Elseworld stuff. Let's talk about Earth 90. Earth 90, Frank. Earth 90. So in the shows that we, we have potentially seen so far, I... People have said, I'm not sure, I can't remember, are there only supposed to be 52 slash 53 sure. Earths? 
in this in in the Arrowverse. Yeah. Okay, they are. Okay. So I I think so. I think I see. I can't remember the because the Flash is generally the one that deals the the Flash television show is the one that deals with these. Yeah. And I just yeah. I can't remember if they said oh there's only fifty two of them, which is a classic number for for DC to have fifty two Earths, or if it's infinite Earths because it's the multiverse. And so I'm, I think maybe I'm pretty maybe sure only, that in like season two or three of the Flash they said there were fifty two of them. Maybe there are fifty two mapped Earths. 52 known Earths, 52 right? Like, no, right. Okay, okay, I can get on board with that. 52, because technically there's 53, because they because Earth X was like, oh, no, no one goes there. So there's 52, but plus that one we don't talk about, so there's really 53. Mm-hmm. So if you're saying there are 52, and now there are 53, why aren't there just infinite Earths? You mm-hmm. know, like, you know, because all of a sudden we're on Earth 90. We haven't hit crisis on infinite Earths yet. So mm-hmm. as far as I'm aware, there are infinite Earths, even if not all of them are mapped. All the universes are mapped out yet. There are because there are infinite universes. How in God's name would you map all of that? Yeah. Yeah. OK. So, maybe, but well, so what we've been told there are 52, but maybe it's because we haven't discovered more. Yeah, we haven't. It's, it's like we haven't discovered North America, right? It's like, oh, this is the whole world, and then you find out, oh my god, this whole other side of the world, right? Exactly. Always yeah. make a new discovery, science. Yeah, what, yeah. yeah. What, okay, okay. What a beast. That's so. We're on Earth ninety. People have said, oh, it's the nineties Flash TV Earth, or it's the Smallville universe, or anything like that. I don't think it's any of those. Here's my. What do you think it is? Okay, so here are the list of heroes slash villains that we that are quote-unquote, dead on Earth-90 that we see. Spartan from Arrow, Hawks, Hawkman and Hawkgirl, Firestorm, Huntress, Jesse Quick, The Ray, Stargirl, Smallville, specifically Green Arrow, um, Justin Hartley, Captain Cold of the 90s television Flash show, and Captain Cold of the Arrowverse Flash. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. of course, 90s Flash, John Wesley Ship himself, Barry Allen, who is back playing Barry Allen, previously of previous of Arrow, playing um, Dr. Allen, you know, the Barry's dad. And then... Flash, not Flash. Not Arrow. Oh, I said, I meant Arrowverse, my bad. Um, oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know... John was to play Flash in the '90s. Then he plays Barry's dad. Then he played Jake Garrick, and now he's back in this in this role. That world never went away. And right. we know in the Elseworlds trailer, which was the trailer for this week, I think at this point we're just going to talk about it. It's fine. Um, y'all know it's coming. <laughs> you watch the tag. Um, so, are we going to get into spoilers just yet? No, I no 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 because okay. we because we see him in this. We okay. see yeah, yeah. do we see Flash in this trailer? Um, and so people are saying like, oh, it's, you know, oh, it's, you know what? Maybe we're just going to talk. We're, I think we're just going to have to do spoilers because otherwise we don't have enough context to, to just talk about the scene. Fair. All right. So Flash let's, runs let's... away. The end. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> You're <laughs> run, all going to be run. destroyed. Giant book. Okay. Let's real quick. If you don't want to stick around for spoilers, thank you for listening. SupergirlTVTalk.com. Uh, mail at SupergirlTVTalk.com. At TV Supergirl on Twitter. Find us on uh, Apple Podcasts and Stitcher and uh, Spotify and Google Play Podcasts and everywhere else you can find podcasts. Uh, Supergirl TV Talk on Instagram. 
and patreon.com slash audio. Check out uh, thoughtbubbleaudio.com where you'll find all kinds of shows. We have a new show. Loud Women is our new show. It's for the uh, it, it's the podcast uh, hosted by my wife and our friend Tookie. Uh, and they're hilarious and smart. And uh, they're talking about Hulu's new upcoming show, Shrill, based on a book of the same name. Um, they're really smart and really funny. You should definitely check them out. Loudwomenpod.com. It's also at thoughtbubbleaudio.com. Let's talk about some spoilers. Spoilers. Okay, so I don't think I don't think Earth ninety is the Flash's Earth. Okay. You don't think it's the the nineties Flash. Flash Earth. I don't okay. think it's the nineties Flash Earth. Here's why. Couple of reasons. Um one Flash says, you know, you won't do what you did to my Earth in the trailer. You know, mm-hmm. you know, I won't let you I won't let that happen. Fine, all all's fair in love and more. But a couple of years ago, we saw a flash of '90s Flash in like that time warp thing. Do you remember that? Where we saw yeah. a bunch of we saw a bunch of different versions of the DC universe already. If, we saw the Legion ring. We saw Supergirl before she was on CW. Right, exactly. So we saw all of that stuff for like known known earths earths that have already been mapped out and if there are only 52 earths then then earth 90 doesn't like maybe we wouldn't have seen flash it should we we shouldn't have seen flashes of that right 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 okay right right. second thing it looks like kind of like a desolate battlefield and maybe that's just because they you know they did fight in a desolate battlefield and there's nothing left but because the all the heroes that we saw Firestorm, Jesse Quick, Ray Stargo, they all come from multiple Earths. So why is that just happens to be 90 Flash Earth because he's the last one standing? Or why is it the Smallville Earth because you saw Smallville Green Arrow and you just had yeah. like that doesn't those don't pan out to me. I think it's more like Secret Wars, like Marvel Secret Wars. Let's mm-hmm. go to another Earth and bat and duke it out there away from all of our other earths like it's a collection of multiple heroes from multiple universes that have come together to form this team and they did not win i kind of think and this might be my sort of you know looking in you i tend to look at things in universe and out of the end like in the real world at the same time mm-hmm. but i feel like they called it earth 90 because it's the 90s flash earth like i feel like the 90 is a reference to that See, didn't think of that. I kind of love that. That that's kind of where my mind went. Now, uh, so so that's why earlier when I read Kyle's tweet, um, and he said, uh, you know, I wonder if if it's um, the Smallville Earth. I don't think it's Smallville Earth. Just and a lot of people have been speculating. Oh, this must be the Smallville Earth because there's the Smallville Green Arrow. But I think that's like kind of. I think that might be looking at. Uh, Latching onto one detail a little bit too much. Like, okay, yes, that's the Smallville Green Arrow. We recognize the hood and the armband and everything. That's clearly him. But I don't think that means just because he's there that it's the... the, I I think these are heroes from all different Earths that have come together. I mean, it's an Elseworlds. It's a crisis of of sorts, even if they're calling it that. So there are multiple Earths involved, I believe. And um, I... I I mean, we know that because, you know, that that our Barry and our... Oliver are going to be there, and they're from Earth One, and Kara is on Earth Earth Thirty Eight. So there you go. At least there's at least two Earths involved, and with Earth Ninety, that's three Earths involved. Um, so I think that Earth Ninety is probably the Nineties Flash's Earth, and that everyone in your Secret Wars example, maybe that is the Earth that everyone descended upon, and all these different heroes from different Earths have all come to Earth Ninety 
whether it's because they're coming to save Earth-90 or because the Monitor went there to terrorize Earth-90, I don't know. But um, my guess is the 90 is significant. Mm. It's not just a random number picked out of a hat. I, I would I would think that seems like those things must be related in some way. I'm going to show proof that you are correct. Okay. okay. I think you are correct. And my proof is this. I will ask the question, what Earth does Supergirl come from? Earth-38. Why is that? Because Superman was created in 1938. Right, right. That's a it's a significant number. That's yeah. why she comes from that Earth. End right. of story. Right. So, so you would say the same logic this, applies. This to, is the same. This the same logic yeah. exactly applies. I think you're 100 percent right. That's that's what I'm thinking. Um, but I do think that all the different heroes are there, and that they probably all represent different Earths. Like we know the Smallville Green Arrow is there, so he's from Earth whatever. Uh, let's call it, you know. Earth 2001 because that's when Smallville started um but uh you know maybe maybe the star girl is from Earth 17 and maybe the hawks are from Earth 36 you know who knows it could all be from from all different earths uh teaming up or it could be just like you know three or four or five of them uh and all the heroes from all the different earths came together i don't know but that's generally what my where my head is at for that um i wonder a lot of the stuff we've seen, you know, on the Kent farm and stuff like that, I wonder if that's Earth 38 or Earth 90 or Earth 1 or what. I assume Earth 38 because this it looks like it's this Clark's. It's 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 Earth 38's Clark's home. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's probably on Earth 38, but I guess we'll find out I, in just a few days' time. I don't... I It looks like it's their home, so I'm going to say it's 38. And I feel like yeah. maybe 38 is their safe zone. Like, maybe, you know what I mean? Like, the... Maybe the monitor. I think the monitor comes to Earth One, right? I think we've seen that in the trailers enough. Talking to who is Doctor Destiny, whatever they call him in mm-hmm. the show. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think that is. I think that's absolutely. I think that's absolutely correct. Um. So maybe they flee to make it to be normal. They go to Earth Thirty Eight or something like that. Yeah, I can see that because typically Earth thirty eight is like on the sidelines and is separated from the the fighting on and these crossovers. Right. Usually, it, it's Kara going to, you know, where in the case of the first crossover that Kara was involved in, she was just like in the tag, and that was it. Right. Right. Waste. No, this I'm eh. I'm pumped for this, and I loved Crisis on Earth X. Like I can't. Yeah. I don't have enough good things to say about Crisis on Same. Earth X, but I. This is I'm more excited about this crossover, just like last year. I was more excited about this than any movie, like any superhero movie that's coming out. Like and mm-hmm. I think I'm more excited about this than I am about, say, like even like Avengers Four or something like that. Like I like this is so interesting and new and what exactly what I love about comics and that yeah. like it's it's all gonna happen on my TV. I don't even have to go anywhere. I know, I know, and it's even like in in, broken into three issues. You know, it's a mini series, just like a comic would be, Mm -hmm. right? And so it's a little different next week. So it's Flash, then Arrow, then Supergirl. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, because the the Flash is what the Flash is kicking us. The Flash is kicking us off. Mm -hmm. So just the way that they've mapped the story does really it really doesn't matter which because you're gonna have to watch all three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Is that Flash one hundred? Flash one hundred is this week. Is this so before the crossover? That's correct. Okay. Yeah. 
That's right. They, and they that's why the episodes got pushed back to episode nine instead of eight. Mm, um, okay. So that so they wouldn't deal with the criticism that they had with Arrow because remember Arrow's one yeah. hundredth was in the middle and it just didn't didn't, didn't fly. Flow. No, it didn't no. flow. So not that not that invasion was like bad, but but Arrow one the Arrow one hundredth episode broke kind of the 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 narrative flow. It did. It, yeah, so they they fixed this, that that problem by just pushing the episodes. Yeah, I think that was wise. Oh, so wise. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely wise. Very mm-hmm. very wisdomous mm-hmm. of them. It it was wisdomous. Wisdomonious. Yeah, that was the only trailer we got, right? We didn't get we didn't get a uh, Supergirl trailer. That's right. Got, That's right. It's just the it's trailer. the Elseworlds trailer. So there's a lot of yeah. I mean there's a lot of stuff in there. We still haven't seen Ruby Rose say one word as Batwoman, That's right. which I think is hilarious because it's Batwoman. So yeah. not because Batwoman talks a lot, but because they you know like Batman doesn't talk a lot, Batwoman doesn't talk a lot, which is part of their characters. Um I just I'm so like the picture of I'm sorry you might have seen it online of Stephen Amell. I think Stephen Amell posted it of Supergirl, Green Arrow, and Flash hanging out at the bat symbol. Like I mean at the bat signal on police headquarters. Like that's just like ah that's comics. I'm just waiting. Comics. Comics. I can't I just want to see Superman and Lois and and Supergirl and Arrow and Flash and Batwoman all standing in a row. Just give me that shot. Make them all I stand can't there. Wait. Potentially even I'll even take Cisco and Killer Frost and Spartan and um even like Alex or you know whatever. Like that's all I'll take them or take them or leave them. You know. Yeah. You know Brainy is in the episode, you know, we got the Legion hanging out with Superman. Don't forget you know, That's there's right. some could there's some like ah, comics. I love comics so much. I love comics. All right, Frank. I don't have anything else to say. We're just rambling now. It's a long episode. We are. That's what I do. You do ramble, Frank Ramblings. You're a real funny. last name. Mrs. Ramblings is missing you right now. So That's right. we should we should depart. So Frank, I say until next time. Up up and away. <laughs>